Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. I threw away the picture of those better days in Dallas. But I can't throw away these pictures in my mind. No, no. She's a page of precious memories. I've tried hard to turn. She's on a bridge that just won't burn If only time will heal the hurt Then this may last forever I may never know how it feels to forget Every time I think about her, those old feelings still return. She's standing on a bridge that just won't burn. Tell me about the backstory and the inspiration for a bridge that just won't burn. Roger, around the early 1970s, had, had moved to Nashville. He was single and I was married and had a couple of kids. And so Roger made the move up, up here from Alabama for Bobby Bear. He was writing for Bobby Bear. I had gotten discouraged and had put my guitar in the closet for like three years. But... I couldn't take it any longer. I was still getting all these ideas. So I got the, about the time I got the guitar out, 
Roger had left Nashville, and now he was back in Nashville after three or four years, and he's writing for Foster and Rice. We we had written some together. There was a little studio in Huntsville, Alabama, and a- Roger's from about twenty miles away in Athens, and we had met there. And he said, "Do you want to you want to write some again?" And I said, "Yeah, I I just started." So Roger would come down to see his uh, girlfriend in Alabama on Sunday. And then he would come by my house on Sunday night, and we would write. And we got this song started at my house. And I believe I I went to Nashville the next week, or later that week, and we finished it. By this time, I was way into it. I had heard good old boys like me. And it's like, you know what? I don't know if I can ever write anything like that, but I'm 33 years old. I, I really need to. It's, I'm going to have to do it sooner. It'll be too late. Bobby, Bobby Bear had uh, offered me a deal for $50 a week. And I said, Bobby, man, I really appreciate that because I, I, I really respect you, but I've got a wife and family and, and I've got a government job. I make pretty good money carrying mail, you know? And I said, I, I can't live on $50 a week. Fast forward. That, that's when I got discouraged. I tried to transfer to Nashville with the post office, and then I would be here at least. And the postmaster turned me down, and I said, well, someday I'll, I'll leave, and you won't have anything to say about it. I'll just leave. Fast forward a few years, and, and Conway Twitty heard a bridge that just won't burn, and he recorded it. I made myself a promise. I said, if if this song goes to number one, if it's a big hit like all of Conway's songs, then I'm going to quit the post office and, and move to to Nashville, if I can get a deal. So Roger called me and he said, hey, pack your bags. It's it's going to be his next single. So it only went to number two. And I thought, I'll never get another Conway cut. <laughs> but I got I got at least three more uh, over the years. You know, Conway would listen to 2,000 songs sometimes, around 2,000 songs, and he would pick 10. So if you got on a Conway 20 album, that was, a, that was a big deal. And he personally listened to those songs. He didn't have someone. Uh-huh. I mean, I've gone out to Twitty City before, which I love to do, and go out and uh, sit with him and play songs for him. But, yeah, he would. Uh, he says he would personally listen to maybe 2,000 songs, out of which he would pick 10. So just to just to get a Conway cut was a pretty big deal. And I thought, oh, my Didn't quite make it, but you moved uh, anyway. Yeah, I moved anyway. I quit the post office and moved to Nashville, uh, started to work for Foster and Rice, first day of January in 1981, and I had a little office. It was about four by four. I could get my guitar in there. That was about it. But, hey, I was on Music Row, and I had one year guaranteed at, I believe, $18,000, and I had made $27,000 carrying mail the year before. And so it's quite a gamble, but luckily, while I was still in Alabama, I'd written a song called Bet Your Heart on Me, and Johnny Lee cut it after I'd been in town three or four months, and before the year was out, I think about November, it went number one, so that bought me a couple more years at a slightly higher pay raise. So that was my, that was my first hit and Roger's first hit. So on a bridge that just won't burn, did Bobby Bear pass on the song? No, this was this was the second time Roger came to town. 
No, Bobby did not. He did not pass on the song. So he went straight to Conway Twitty. And, I think. I think and he's Bill, the I, first one to hear it. And what they would do, Bill Rice and Jerry Foster had an office in the uh, UA Tower on Seventeenth, and and Conway and uh, Mickey Gilly and and folks like that. They would go out to dinner and come back to the office late at night and listen to songs. Foster and Rice would play them songs out of the catalog. So Conway heard it and and recorded it. So all all of this time, while the in 1981 when I moved to Nashville, my mom her cancer had uh, had come back the latter part of 1980, and and so the day we buried her was the night of the BMI Awards, and that's a big deal if you're a songwriter and you're getting an award. And it was my first performance award. I had. I had not given any thought. I didn't rent a touch or anything. My mother was was dying and, and passed away, and we had the funeral and taking care of everything. And and uh, so it, it was just out of, you know, totally out of my mind at the time. So after the, the ceremony, uh, we were still at the cemetery, and my dad said, I want you to go. I want you to go to Nashville and get that award tonight. And I said, Dad. I don't have a tux. Uh, I haven't made any plans to go. And he said, "No, if you can, if you can do it." So I got a couple of uh, got a couple of cousins to drive me up. Uh, I managed to uh, find a tuxedo, ill-fitting tuxedo, at the last minute in Huntsville, and they drove me up, and uh, and I went to the award show. You talk about bittersweet, Doug. That was. We had just buried my mom, and now I'm getting an award that songwriters that cherish and desire to to get. And but she had known that you'd gotten the award. Yes, yeah, she knew I was getting one. And and the other thing is, Conway came to town while the single was out. She had lost her hair, but she was wearing a wig, and she, you know, she she stayed dressed up just as long as she could. And so she got to go see Conway. And meet Conway. And sing your went, song. Went to the show. Yeah, she got to see him sing, a, sing my song. So that that was cool. That is a nice story. 